Hello and welcome to episode 63 of Our Weird Life. My name is Jack. My name's Jodie. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Yeah. Hope you've had a wonderful Halloween-esque week. Halloween-esque? Halloween-esque. Why-esque? That was a real whistle on my voice here, that is. <laughs> Halloween-esque. <laughs> when we're approaching the season, you would expect that people would be gearing up. Because our house has become, uh, you know, got a few yes. decorations around. Literally from the 1st of October. <laughs> Joe's like, now, press the Halloween button. Yeah, but I don't think I go too crazy with Halloween decorations. I, I think it's a good thing. I don't think there's, um, I don't think there's anything cute. wrong with celebrating seasonal stuff. I bought two new decorations yesterday. What did you buy, Joe? I bought this little pumpkin... Um, it's really cute and it has like a little face on it oh. and little bat wings. It's a Sumiko Garashi, like, which is like these little toys that they have in Japan, like these little cute characters. They're like little plushies. I would have loved these as a kid. I mean, I love them as an adult, but I would have definitely collected these if I was a kid. Um, but anyway, I had one Halloween one from like our first year. It's like a little, um, it's supposed to be like a tapioca ball. With a face. It's hard to explain. <laughs> but it's dressed as a little devil. Hmm. And it's like a pastel lilac colour. Um, so I got I got the little pumpkin to go with it. And it's got little bat wings, like lilac bat wings. And then my lovely friend bought me a little ghosty one. What is the... It's not just a ghost though, is it? It's, no. So it it's, a costume? It's a ghost costume. So you can take the costume off and underneath is the character... Which is a soot ball, which is an like um one of the creatures. So basically, Sumiko Grashi is, means like it, they're like corner creatures. So they're like rejected um, things that no one really wants. Oh. So this one is a dust ball. The tapioca one is like you know when you have a tapioca and there's a few little pearls left at the bottom. You should probably explain what tapioca is. Some people might not know. Oh, okay. So tapioca is a like a drink it's like almost like a cold latte or you can have like a milk tea you can have any flavor drink but in the bottom are these like chewy um they're called pearls like tapioca pearls like little chewy balls that you you have like a wide straw and you suck them up the straw and chew them they're very delicious but yeah. often like you'll get little tapioca pearls that are left in the bottom that no, no one wants to eat all of them there's quite a lot in there it's hard to grab them though isn't it because once your liquid's yeah. gone you've got them yeah you just got like a hold stuck of... to the bottom of the cup so um one of well three of the characters are little tapioca pearls that got left in the bottom mm. yeah i love the stories behind all of the characters <laughs> they're all really tragic on there yeah my favorite character is like a snail but it's not really a snail it's a, sn- a slug that's pretending to be a snail <laughs> he's got like a fake shell on his back because no one likes slugs oh so he wants to be a snail. So, a yeah, snail. it's really cute, the whole, the, all the characters and the, the kids here absolutely love them and they love all their, like, tragic stories and stuff. <laughs> so this is a little soot ball, a little ball of dust dressed as a ghost. See? So weird and random, but I love it. It's so Japan, isn't it? So Japan. So now I have three of them, so they sit on the shelf together. I think you're right. You know, we often look around stores and stuff and you think, God, as a kid, I would have just lost my mind. Yeah, Japan is very stuff. good at making toys. Mm. And the, the quality is, again, always really, really nice. Yeah, that's um, true. But, they, they, you know, these are like about like $8 each or something, aren't they? Uh, about that, I suppose. 
This particular pumpkin is a large one. This was like ten dollars, but mm. this little one is like eight dollars. I never mind um, expensive. I never mind paying a high price for something, providing that it's it's good quality. Yeah. Like so, yesterday I've been looking for a, like a really big, thick hoodie mm. um, for ages. Yeah. And I've just never been able to find one that was big but also long because yeah. being tall, you know. That's like the bane of my life, trying to find clothes that fit properly. Yeah. And um, yesterday I found one, but it was a little pricey, Mm. but it was fine. Yeah. It looks really nice. It really suits you. Thank you very much. It's like, it's uh, very warm, isn't it? It's great. What was it advertised as? Um, Super heavy or something? Super heavy. Super heavy. (laughs) Super heavy jumper. I'm all ready for the winter now. Um, Yeah. We had a really nice weekend, actually. Yes. And Sorry, I got very excited. <laughs> we did. It was a really good weekend. Uh, and on Saturday, Joe, mm-hmm. what did we do? Well, we had a pottery lesson. Mm. And I have wanted to do pottery, like, for years, like, literally years. But I have so many hobbies and so many things. <laughs> um, but in Japan, it's it's very, it's like a huge part of their culture, pottery, and, like, they they have very specific styles of pottery that are like unique to Japan, um, and so basically I just wanted to learn some of those techniques before I left, but I'd never actually tried any sort of pottery at all, so I wasn't even sure if I'd be able to do it, you know. Mm. Um, but there is an area like close to where we live which is very well known for pottery, and there's lots of different studios there that offer lessons, so. Um, we went and um, to my, well, I was pleasantly surprised to know that our friends also would wanted to join and, and have a go too, which um, I, d- I don't want to force anyone to do anything that they don't want to do or like we have to do this activity because I want to do it. Um, but I went in there to find out about lessons and our friends were with us and they were like, yeah, I want to do it too. So I was like, I was really happy. So like the, I think there was, was there five of us or six of us? Uh, there's five. Five of us, yeah. yeah. And um, we went along and and it was great and we all made a little mug each and uh, I'm so excited to see it finished. One of the things that I was most surprised by was how relaxing it was. Yeah. Um, so Jody and I were the first of our friends to start making our mugs. We'd watch this kind of short demonstration by the guy who owned the place. Um, and he made it look so easy. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> he was able to, like, form and then reform shapes. Yeah. Like, in seconds, wasn't he? Yeah. Which is pretty cool to see. Um, but immediately as you start, uh, you make contact with the the clay itself. Um, it just feels great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was I was surprised, but I just didn't want to, like, leave it alone. I wanted no. to keep playing with it. I wanted to keep, like, yeah, playing with it. I... I thought it would be much more difficult. It was probably about as hard as I thought, like you'd have to get used to it. But I thought actually moulding the clay would take a lot of strength. Yeah, it's almost the complete opposite, wasn't but, it, really? Yeah, but it was like you could do very little and it would change the yeah, complete shape yeah, of the of the clay. And I was I was very surprised by that. And it took me a little bit of time to get used to that mm. feeling. And also there was a sort of, I don't know what it's 
called because obviously our lesson was in Japanese, so I don't know what it would be called. <laughs> but it was like when you have your fingers either side of the um, the edge of the cup, so like, and you're pulling up, and you have to put like an even amount of pressure on each side. But I couldn't figure out how much pressure I was putting on each side. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. And then obviously, as you're moving from the in a base mm. up towards the lip of the cup, you're trying to keep that relatively even. Yeah. That was that was pretty tough. I always went, for some reason, my, my grip got stronger in the middle and then faded out towards oh, the no, edge. Oh, no, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> so, who knows how it will turn out in the end. Oh, my gosh, look behind you. This massive bug just landed on the window. Get away. Whoa. It looks like one of those mutant stink bugs, you know. They're slightly uh, double size of the usual ones. It's huge. Um, Yeah, it's stink I think I imagined before that we went to the pottery place that we would, um, that you'd press the pedal to get the potter's wheel spinning and the clay would just fly off immediately. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think it's pretty stuck on the base. I think you'd have to do some serious... Like, like go real fast. But even it? then, I think it would just sort of spread out. You know what I mean? Because it's so stuck to the base. Yeah, it's just I don't know. I've, I think I've It'd seen. Have to be pretty loose. I'm not sure it. if it's like a in movies or cartoons or something. Mm. You'd see people trying to control. Yeah. The shape that they were forming, and it would just like turn into this big blob yeah. of weirdness. Well, something that I was not really aware of was that you don't need to control the wheel you just set it at a setting and, and go i thought it was similar to you know the way you um what you know like old uh like a sewing machine like an old sewing machine yeah. where you constantly have to like keep rocking mm-hmm. backwards and forwards to make it all yes i thought I it was like that, that. Too. yeah but he actually had a lock on it so you just set it to whatever speed you want and then and that was it, right? yeah you don't have to worry about that again yeah that was quite a uh that was a good thing. <laughs> yeah, which I like. I tried to look at videos of of um, of like people doing pottery mm. uh, before, like last week. So, so I knew that that was a thing, which was good. So I was like, oh, I wonder if he has that function on his potter's wheel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it was a very good experience, though, very fun, and I definitely would like to do it again. And if you are interested. The word for potter's wheel in Japan is rokuro. Rokuro. Mm-hmm. So yeah. now you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and now we know. Before we got there, actually, Jody was like, she, <laughs> she got all this all this terminology ready. Mm. Well, um, I was a bit nervous because when we booked the lesson, it was quite obvious that he didn't speak English, or maybe he knew a few words, but. Um, he didn't say like English is okay, so I assumed that he would be speaking in Japanese. And I thought if I could learn a, f- a few extra words that maybe I don't don't already know, yeah, um, then that would be helpful. Because if I heard it, it might like I might remember and be like, oh, okay, yeah, he's talking about this particular thing. So that's true. Yeah. What did um, compared to the the shape that you got at the end? Like, you know, what you wanted from the beginning. Yeah. What was the difference? Very, very different. <laughs> very different. Yeah, so, might do. So I kind of assumed that um, you chose a shape and he had helped you, he would help you achieve that shape. 
um, out of the cups that he already had in his shop. So we cho- we all chose different shapes of what we wanted, but literally none of our cups turned out the way we had planned them to be. <laughs> Mine was like really round and really big, but I actually chose like a small little, still quite round, but like a little teacup was Yours what I chose. ended up becoming more of a goblet shape. No, mine wasn't a goblet shape. Wasn't it? No, no. My, yours was Maybe more so more. than mine. It was more, um, it was wider than mine, I think. Uh, mine's like a hot chocolate mug. Right, yeah. Like it's quite a big mug. Yeah. And yours was more tall. I said, like, as turned out, like me and Jack in mug form. <laughs> mine was, like, short and round and Jack's was, like, tall and thin. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Nevertheless, it was, uh, it was a good experience. I'd um, like to paint them though, but we—that's like a whole separate thing, and we're not able to paint the mugs that we actually. That would have been made. that would have been fun, I've got to say, and to be able to glaze them as well. Yeah, so I'd I'd like to maybe even book another lesson with the same place mm. and and paint them. Yeah. Um, but we chose a design, so I think I think they do them all at the same time, so it'd be kind of difficult for them to keep to keep our specific mugs back and time it differently you know i think there's another yeah. person that paints them so yeah, that's that, like that a seems to be the case isn't it? Yeah. yeah it'd be fun to try though i've got to say so we chose like matching designs so hopefully they kind of look like a set <laughs> but <laughs> it's going to be a bit odd yeah i think so you know one of the things i had most difficulty with was taking the mug off at the end oh, so right, he uses yeah. like a piece of uh what is it, like cheese wire or something? Yeah. Um, and he separates the mug itself from the base of the clay. And then you have to you get your fingers into, like, open scissors on either side of the base of the mug, and then you lift up. Well, I lifted up, and it slipped, or part of it stuck, and then it, it crashed it back, down back down to the bottom, so it, then it stuck even harder. Oh, no. So mine had a bit of a... a little um, bit. Mine had a, ended up with a weird kind of bevel in the bottom, which was uh, a shame, but maybe he'll fix that. He'll fix that. <laughs> yeah, he, so he did say he would do the, the like the foot of the cups mm. for us and make it nice and smooth. Maybe and that's why it doesn't matter yeah. so much. Yeah, and he's going to write on it too, like our names and things. That's true. Um, but yeah, when I took mine off, it sort of warbled a bit. Right. So it was like kind of wonky. So I'm, I'm wondering <laughs> if he'll fire it like that or if he'll try and fix it again. I think that's actually part of the charm of handmade stuff, you know. Uh, yeah, I because agree. Because even some of the uh, the mugs that we've bought, mm. they do have slight yeah, these imperfections do, and too. wobbles on them. Like as I'm looking at your mug now, it's mm. not perfect. No, it's not at all. Yeah. It's so definitely got a little... There's something more endearing about imperfection. And it kind of goes in here a little bit. Do you see that? Yeah, I can see it actually more clearly than I have before in this light. Now you know. Now you know. Now you know how difficult it is. It ain't is. all perfect. Have you got anything... See, you wanted to try pottery for ages, right? Yes, yeah. Have you got anything else that you've you know, you've always really wanted to try but never been able to? Even if it's, um, if it's to do with um, location or cost or anything like that. Anything you've really... Always wanted to try. Honestly, like anything creative, I'm down to have a go at for sure. But um, mm. no, pottery was like was just a like something I've always wanted to have a go. Mm. Um, I'd like to do something really weird, like glass blowing. Just something bizarre. That would be interesting. Yeah, 
But like anything, honestly, anything creative. Like mm. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. There's something I would woodwork. want to do. I would like to do some woodwork. Yeah, that's that's really true. Yeah. I think I've always been interested in the idea of carpentry or making mm. furniture or something like that. Yeah. Um, I like the idea of that, but... I just like being someone who can make stuff. Like it's, I, it's really useful, isn't it? Like nine times out of ten, if you say, oh, should we do this or get that? I'm like, oh, you can make it. We can make that. Yeah, Jenny's that's got this ability my... to just like make things pop out of thin air, which is kind of incredible. It's always my first thought is that I'd rather make it and we can make it yeah. and it's more fun to make it. It's a good mentality to have really as opposed to just, oh yeah, we can buy one of those if mm. you can actually make it yourself. It was funny actually the other night um, <laughs> you were in a different room to me like um, doing writing and whatever and I was like, I was in this room like making my Halloween costume because <laughs> I was like, oh, I just want to do a few things. Um and I don't know, but a couple of hours later, you came to see what I was doing, and I'd, I'd, I'd painted this headpiece and painted this particular little item that I had, and I should have uh, known. I don't know why I, made, I was surprised, but I made a tail because my character had a tail, but like the under part of it was white, so I'd like, and it had wire in it, like I'd constructed it so it could actually <laughs> move. And Jack's like, "What the hell? Like, how have you managed to do all that?" It's really impressive. It really in is. Two it's hours. Good. But that's what I did at college, so it's like that was what I studied. So it's it's very enjoyable to me to look at look at items and see how they can be made into something else or yeah. like reconstructed into something else. It's a good skill to have. It's enjoyable. I find it more enjoyable. I would love to make my own clothes too. Make your own clothes. Yeah, or just like repurpose things. Or what kind of um, is there a a kind of clothing that you would like to specialise in? Like, it would be hats or coats or shoes or... I wouldn't say hats. I would... I, I think a nice coat. You can tell if someone's got a nice tailored coat. Mm. I think that's really nice. And coats you, are pretty special, aren't they? Because they... Yeah. They're really important for keeping you warm, like, if you go outside, but also to have them... You, you know, if you've got, like, a really just nice-looking jacket or coat. Yeah. That, you can tell, like, a nice coat that's mm. been, like, made... Um, yeah, it's difficult though to to make coats because they they have to be kind of perfect. But yeah. if you make like a dress, like a loose fit in something, like it's not so. It's a bit more um, forgiveness in there, I suppose. No, yeah, but if you have like a structured coat, that's going to be obvious if you like <laughs> didn't sew something quite correctly. No, it's got to be spot on. But I've made I made um. I've made, like, some heavy-duty, like, frock coats before, and they were probably one of the most difficult things I've made. I imagine. And they were stripey, too. Mm. So the stripes had to align properly, and they had to be trimmed nicely, too, like, have a nice, like, trim on them. It was um, for, like, a character costume. There's so much pressure in making something like that because you have one <laughs> a mistake you make, and it's, yeah. you screw up the whole thing so easily. It was very fun, though. I enjoyed it. It's, mm. it's something to be proud of when you're finished, which is really nice. I don't. Yeah, yeah. There, there is a satisfaction of um, a, a building or making anything. I think it's so funny how that's, it's just in us, mm. or it's in many people anyway, this desire to create and build. And, yeah. Do you know what I mean? From, the, from, from loads of pieces yeah. to a single grand structure. Or it might not be grand, well, grand, it might be really small. I but. think anyone can make clothes. Because most of the time, well, uh, everything can be de deconstructed and reconstructed, but, mm. like, with clothes, 
they c- it comes with a pattern. So it's like Lego. You know, it comes with a pattern. It's just that you also have to cut out the pieces. Mm. Um, and you just have to have a little more patience if you, like, don't really know how to use a sewing machine. Um, like, it's just it's just patience and practice. But, like, you can make it. I think that's, that's what was so amazing about the pottery. Like, we started with this clump of clay and um, ended up with this actual usable thing. Yeah. Which I cannot wait. In a very short space of time. Yeah, I'm so excited to go and pick it. It's like, oh, it'll be like a month. It's like, ah, <laughs> got to wait a whole month. It will feel good to uh, to know that you made that thing, though. When I'm very excited to pick them up. Me too. I was, um, I was thinking, actually, so when I asked you about any kind of experience or thing you wanted to do before, my immediate thought went to something very extreme. Oh, like bungee jumping? Yeah, something along those lines. Jumping out of plane. And um, I, uh, first I thought about skydiving. Yeah. But that doesn't appeal to me, and I don't quite know why. I, I, you know, there are things that you can be scared of, and yet you would still really like to do it. Yeah. I don't have that with skydiving. I'm scared yeah. of the idea of it, but I also don't have a desire to conquer it, which is kind of strange. Yeah. But um, one thing I've, I would like to try is I'd like to go in a shark cage. Yeah. Or something related to scuba diving. Because that does scare me, the idea of it. But I would still like to try. I think, yeah, I agree. I agree with you. Like, I think... When I was a bit younger, if I had the opportunity to skydive, I, I would have done it. But now, yeah, a bit older, right. I'm like, you got to put your um, <laughs> you got to put your chances of things in different baskets, don't you? Yeah. Like, well, do I really need to risk this? And I was a <laughs> so lot much. more like, like there was a whole period of my life as like early twenties where I was just like, I'd do anything. Like just yeah. way more risk taking. Yeah. yeah. That's, but now, kind of natural, I hmm, would I? I strange, don't know. Isn't it? How Maybe that when comes... I'm really old, I would do it. So you're just like, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care anymore. <laughs> now Throw I've got this old body out of a plane. <laughs> yeah. So when you're like really young, like you don't care, and then when you're old, you don't care. Yeah. But the in between, I'm like, ah. Would something like that appeal to you? Something related to the ocean, like swimming? Yeah, with... I, I love animals. Like we were just watching a thing about octopus. Uh, octo- they keep saying octopuses on the documentary yeah. and I'm like I thought it was octopi so did I so now I feel I don't know what to say I'm not sure I think multiples of things are very but confusing in the English language this uh, marine biologist he he's studying octopuses and he said octopuses so octopuses anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, animals like really fascinate me especially sea creatures mm-hmm. um so, yeah, I would like to do that. But I do feel like there is, like, a a line where it's, like, when we enter their space and it depends how it was run, like, who it was run by and what was the cause. Because if it's, like, a tourist thing where you go in there and you f- you actually feed them and then they get more riled up and they're, yeah, like, like, banging against the cont- cage. Like a, like a large a, container type thing, that wouldn't it, be so... If it's, like, aggravating the animal, I mean, mm. like, you know, you and you, you feed them and they come up to... Like, it's, like, a tourist thing. I wouldn't like that. I would just like right. to go in and watch them. 
And if they come up to the cage, fine. If they don't, fine. Like, I wouldn't be disappointed. Like, I would just... I think if I could... I not want to disturb them. ...go into a shark... If I could go into a cage that was then, you know, dropped down into the... Like, in the middle of the ocean somewhere, mm. and then you could let animals be curious to the thing, I, I think that would be fine. Yeah. Um, but I, the the thought of scuba diving has always really scared me. Because if you panic, it's very difficult then, well, right? My understanding with uh, scuba diving is that you have to almost relearn to breathe. Mm. It's very unnatural. Oh, really? Yeah, with the, the, the gear that you have to use, you know. Yeah. I don't think it's very uh, instinctual. I feel like I would freak out a little bit. Yeah. I, I guess the idea of going down into the ocean is, is quite terrifying, isn't it? Yes, I, so, yeah. I think the animals are there. Like, we watched that video of the, the octopus, and they're so... Far removed oh, from yeah. what we are. Yeah. Um, maybe not biologically, I don't know, but they're the most alien-esque things yeah. on the planet compared to what we know. And their whole... Everything is different. Like, their whole existence is completely different. They live in water. Yeah, exactly. Like, we, we couldn't survive in water mm. like that. I think that's why we're naturally inquisitive to marine yeah. Uh, animals. Yeah. You know, we want to we want to be so close to them. We want to be able to touch them and mm. interact and understand them. But it, it's, it verges on impossible, doesn't it? Really. Yeah. Um, Would you ever go on like a safari? Like an a not not like a zoo safari, like an actual. Oh, you mean like like on the back of a car or something? Yeah, where you see like the lions chasing after the cars and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um. Would I? I think so, yeah. Uh, I've got to be honest, though, I think that feels like one of those things where if something's going to go wrong, it could well go wrong there. Yeah. You know, because animals are very unpredictable. Yeah. And if they are in their own environment, you do run the risk of... Uh, They're not trained. Yeah, these things might just launch at you for some reason. But I don't know, I think in general, I feel like animals are very... They're more cautious than we take a lot of them for. Even predators. Mm. Like, you know, you see videos of... Um, people approaching things that you would see as very dangerous, like lions, yeah. for example, they're very, they tend to back away more than they do naturally approach things. Yes, so. So I would try a safari. Yeah, would I you? might do, I don't know. I forgot to tell you, by the way. Um, I went outside this morning and there was a dead lizard on the on the drive, but it was black and red. Really? Yeah. Wow. I'll have to show you if it's still there. A really unusual colour. Yeah, I don't think I've... I've never seen a black, a black and red lizard. It's quite small. I'm not sure I've seen a lizard actually around this house. Really? I've seen a lizard before. Have you? Yeah, just on the wall down there. If you, if you walk in that way. Oh. Uh, I saw one. I know they have a lot of salamanders. Yeah. In our that's particular that, I think area. that's kind of what it was. It was small. Mm. It was like small. Uh, black and red is interesting. Yeah. They can be poisonous, can't they? I don't know. I have no idea. I'm sure I've got to think they're like, uh, you know, certain frogs mm. on their back. They have yeah. uh, a sort of kind of poison. That's like my favourite thing. It's like after the frogs have, um, well, <laughs> I don't like squishing them in the road, but <laughs> like seeing them all over the place is just really surreal. The tiny little green ones. Yeah, like we'll come out of our house and there's like three green frogs on the wall. Yeah, they are very cute, aren't they? But how do they get there and why are you there? Like there's no pond near my house. Why are you like on the wall? I always so I wonder 
I wonder the, what they think. They're like so on often. the car sometimes, aren't they? They're all over the place. I mean, so again, with the octopus we just saw on the video, um, the scientists were suggesting that he was uh, was female and she was dreaming. Yeah. The the idea that an animal can dream in the way that we do, I just can't wrap my head around it. Almost. I know. You know the way we we think in our language. Yeah. Like every thought that we have, even if we don't communicate it, is done in our English language or whatever native language you use. Mm. What are they thinking? I guess just like images. Do you think they just have no sounds that go with there? No. Like what sound like, do they make in their I think it's like dreams, feeling you know? like scared or happy or I don't know. But can you imagine if we dreamt in that way where we didn't have the only communication that we had was feelings and like I don't know. I don't know if they even have feelings. Because that would come into that would come into everything then, wouldn't it? If they had feelings, like imagine like you're like a little fish like swimming along and you see a dolphin coming towards you and you're like whoa 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 please don't eat me like listen please don't eat me like I've got I've got you know a complicated relationship with Terry over there Terry the fish and um got we've got some little baby baby eggs you know fish eggs on the way this would be a terrible time for me to go missing <laughs> you know Terry's looking after the eggs back there there must be a line though, because like, obviously imagine the some dolphin animals... would be like, "Oh, now I feel bad. I have feelings, you know. I feel bad." Yeah. It'd be like, "Oh, okay," and then the dolphin would die. I half agree with you, but also <laughs> they must feel fear. I don't know. And surprise, and I guess so. Uh, that octopus obviously does. That that's what they they were studying. Yeah, that's what I mean though. So in the this octopus... is on um, the BBC Earth uh, YouTube channel, by the way. If you go on there, there's. Um, uh, a man on there that has an octopus in his house called Heidi, and he's stu- he was studying her for I don't know how long, a year or so. Yeah, highly recommended to watch it. By the way, it's, it's absolutely fascinating. And he's got like ten minutes clips of. I would like to see the whole thing. Actually, there was a documentary on Netflix that I wanted to watch about an octopus. Was it? Yeah. I was thinking what you mean actually. Now I've seen that video, but I think I'd be more intrigued to watch it. Yeah. Um, it's weird though because they're was not. Was that the My Teacher the Octopus or something? Yeah. 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 I want to watch that. No, amazing. I was amazed at the fact that you you said they only live for a year. Yeah, that's what he said. Generally, yeah. What? I don't know if that was that particular species, but that that because intelligent creatures tend to live longer than most, yeah. like elephants and. That makes sense, doesn't it? If they're they're more able to work themselves out of dangerous situations for longer, they they yeah. live longer. But also, like, you know, they they grow more intelligent. As they get older. True. But, like, the octopus is seemingly very intelligent for in a short span of time. Do you think that's because they're fragile? I think it's because they have massive heads. <laughs> 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 they're more at risk of, like, getting it damaged. Well, don't they have, like, eight brains or something in their legs? Do they? I don't know. Don't, don't they have, like, brains in there? I know they've got some really complex, like, uh, sensory things to do with their... their their legs, but I don't know how like it they can to the they brain. can taste through their little fingers. Doobly doobly's, doobly doobly's. Their arms. Yeah. The color changing aspect yeah. blows my mind. So yeah, this octopus was like dreaming and it was changing colors. Yeah. Which is what Jack was just talking about. So like what I said to you was this thing 
kind of hovers in the water and then will land on a piece of rock or whatever. And it instinctively knows what colour or texture it needs to appear as to blend into its background. Mm. How is that just a thing? This is what this is what it's like. You know, like if you if you're like, okay, I'm gonna go to a heavy metal gig. Mm. You know what colours and textures to also wear to blend into your environment. Okay, that's an interesting concept. <laughs> so you know that you're you probably like going to wear black. You wouldn't wear like a bright pink fluffy outfit or whatever. Not unless you're a maniac. You know? <laughs> unless you want attention, then you know like you know you're going to stand out. Yeah. You're like, oh, Very I true. need to wear my black t-shirt and my black trousers mm. and my studded belt and my and my. Well, that's a, my that's, that's a fair point, I suppose. You know how to fit into the. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The society. It's the same thing, I guess. I don't know, I don't know. Like, we don't have camouflage, do we? But we do like in a sense. Went, if you went to a business meeting, yeah. like, you wouldn't turn up, turn up dressed as a flamingo, would you? <laughs> rock up in your pants. Yeah. You know the exact, the right thing, <laughs> the right thing you should wear. So I guess what the impressive part of the octopus then is that they can do it so quickly. They've literally got a wardrobe in their body that's like, mm. I'll throw on the, throw Except, on the tuxedo in... 0.5 seconds except the difference is if you if you turned up at a heavy metal gig wearing like you know a pink ballerina outfit mm. you'd you'd be okay pretty much but like this this octopus is yeah, if it decides to go bright pink one day it could die because it's, it's <laughs> making a itself more at stake. <laughs> it's making itself known you know <laughs> so it's kind of it, it's life depends on it being able to camouflage itself well yeah Fair point, I suppose. Um, I'm just being daft. I, sp- I suppose. This what have co- you got for me, Jack? Just, a, just a little, a little segment, really. A little it was tit more, bit. A more. Uh, Is it a tidbit or a tit bit? I mean, I hope it's a tidbit, but I've got a feeling it might have the word tit in it, which is. Quite I thought a, it was a tit bit. Tit bit. Like, give me a tit bit. <laughs> I think it's tid tid bit. Tid bit. No, tid bit. Tid bit. Yes. I feel like we should find out, to be perfectly honest. Do you know, like bits and bobs? Bits and bobs, yeah. Do you reckon every country has its own bits and bobs? Bits and Trinkets. bobs couldn't sound more British, could it? Trinkets. Bits and bobs. There was something we said the other day and our friends were like... Knickknacks. That's weird. Knickknacks. Yeah. What did we say the other day? I'm not sure. I oh, know, it happens all the time. What did you say? Tidbits. Well, you said tidbits. <laughs> tidbit, tidbits. I think it's tidbits. Tidbits. Well, even though that's the more boring option. It is tidbits. It is. What English language is tidbits? <laughs> a small piece of interesting information or a small item of food. Oh. I mean, we know what it is, but why is it a tidbit? Where does the phrase tidbit come from? Tidbit or tid... Ah! Or tidbit. Or titbit. Yeah. <laughs> so there Comes might be a titbit. The somewhere. dialect tid, fond or tender. Mm. Tid fond? No, like. That's Welsh. Fond or tender. Oh. Meaning fond. Tid meaning fond or tender. Uh-huh. Strange. It's weird, huh? What a peculiar language we use. <laughs> How do you I'll... use the word tidbit? <laughs> would, you like, would you like to hear my titbit? Yes. Your tidbit or your tidbit? Your tidbit. Um, I saw this funny... Tidbit. Sorry. <laughs> tidbit. 
I saw this mm. funny article that I thought you might find quite amusing. Um, yes. So, uh, the headline is, Council to stop paying Wizard $16,000 a year after 23 years on the payroll. <laughs> <gasps> Wait, what? This is, this is actually from New Zealand. The Christchurch City Council has decided to stop paying a wizard, that's an in inverted commas, his usual salary, which has been he's been receiving for around 23 years. The wizard of New Zealand has been paid... Uh, oh my gosh. So it's roughly $11,700 a year, but now he apparently doesn't fit with the modern image of the city. I'll show his face in a second. He looks like a, a lovely fellow. <laughs> The wizard, who is also known as Ian Brackenbury Channel, Channel, was on the public payroll for providing, and in inverted commas, acts of wizardry to the city. What? <laughs> acts of wizardry? Acts of wizardry. Speaking to Stuff, which is a, a business, about the termination of his payments, he said, They're a bunch of bureaucrats who have no imagination. Oh, no. They are not thinking of ways to promote Christchurch overseas. They are just projecting an image of bureaucrats drinking lattes on the boulevard. Is this because of Lord of the Rings? I can only imagine so. I mean, 23 years. It has to... Well, when did Lord of the Rings come out? Uh, Yeah, that's probably about right, actually. Probably about right. He's like, oh, my gosh. I I am. I have to make some money here. I am the wizard. I am the wizard of New Zealand. I find that kind of amazing that they had a, like a national wizard. Um, yeah, apparently he doesn't fit the image, but look at him. Oh, doesn't he's he look lovely. like a lovely fellow? Look at his hat. He's got a uh, he's got a big he's got a red nose, white grey beard. The classic wizard red nose. Yeah, big red nose, large black pointy hat. He's like Gandalf's brother, isn't he? Looks a little bit more like a gnome than a wizard. Uh, Yeah, I suppose. I have to say. Yeah. Um, What do you imagine? What do you imagine? Imagine. What do you imagine wizard duties are? Wizard duties. What would a wizard Um, do? What would a wizard do? Is it to like help the people? He's getting paid eleven thousand dollars a year to be a wizard. Wow. That's That's like the ultimate performer's job. It is, isn't it? Look, there he is. He's standing. I wonder if he does parties. Speaking to the people of his magical ways. Oh my gosh, that's very funny. Yeah, what would, if you were a wizard? His sleeve's not big enough for a wizard for a starter. He wouldn't fit anything up there. They need to be massive, don't they? Yeah. Like you'd be able to fit an entire house into each sleeve. What would you, if you were the wizard of um, your town, what would you do? Well, I don't know really, because what do wizards actually do? Well, that's what I'm asking you. No, but isn't that weird to think about? Like, what do wizards actually do? In stories, they cast, they make spells and stuff, but like, why? <laughs> You're deconstructing the whole wizard well, character. Well, I here, think Joe. I need to deconstruct it con- to, to realize what this guy would do. Well, okay, so a wizard. What can he do? So they read loads of books, don't they? They got, they've got, they're very wise characters, so they generally know all the history of like a uh, of the world and places and animals and stuff and chemicals. So. They do a lot of reading. <laughs> and they know a lot of spells. But that's the thing, right? Unless you, like, okay, like, make this wizard, make everyone pass their test. But that's cheating. <laughs> so to think of something that he's, that he's got to do that's, like, good, that's mm. not seen as evil, 
I don't know. Say the river's running a little low. Then he makes it rain. Ooh, thank you, wizard. Now my crops will grow. I don't know. That seems like a good active service. Yeah. Though I'm not entirely sure the wizard of Christchurch was able to do that. Maybe he was. Oh, so you're just you're asking me what this man dressed as a wizard could do? I'm just saying he's getting paid eleven grand a year. Well, it would just be morale, wouldn't it? So, do you think he's more of an entertainer, or do you think yes? And that's it. (laughs) Yes. Well, he's not going to go to the council, is he, and be like, I think that we should have more beards. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, what's he going to be? What, he's gonna, they're not going to ask his opinion on that, is he? Are maybe, they? Maybe he's like, um, maybe he's in charge of all the records. Maybe he could sweep up the, sweep up the leaves. Sweep up the leaves? What? Is that a wizard duty? Well, they have brushes, don't they? <laughs> do they? <laughs> Why do witches have brushes and wizards don't? Well, because I think witches were always seen as like elderly, elderly women who would be sweeping up. Well, they're know. elderly man. Why can't he have a broom? Well, they well he can have a broom, I suppose, but he, they always have the staff, don't they? Full of magical. Essence. Okay, so he they get a magical staff, and witches get magical brooms. Broom. I think. Can a wizard be female? Yeah. Why not? Can a ma- can a witch be male? Yeah, well, a lot of men were burned for being a witch. Pray tell. In New like, Zealand? No, <laughs> I, I actually don't know anything about New Zealand witches, but I know that in... <laughs> um, UK witches? I know that in Europe in particular, mm. and some of the like the very, the smaller areas in uh, a lot of Germanic towns, they had mass burning of witches, and in some places there were far more male witches that were burnt than, than females. Oh, yeah. uh, I remember reading a letter once that was from this like uh, like Burgermeister guy, and he was sending this frantic letter to the next township along, and uh, he was basically saying that they're burning all the men of the town, and he oh would probably gosh. be next because of the massive tra- like chain reaction that occurred, you know, in confessions and uh, pulling in accomplices and all that kind of stuff. So. So scary. Yeah, male witches had a pretty, I mean, so did female ones. Had I'm a glad rough we don't time. live in a time where we get burnt for doing yeah. non-witchy Sorry. things. I mean, he got paid. He got paid for well, being he's a, a wizard. Wizards are, like, cooler, right? Well, he was a magical fellow. So what would you think he should do um, for the town? Well, I can't help but think of wizards and think of Gandalf. And Gandalf would make fireworks for the town but they were magical fireworks so he put on these these big grand shows you know what was that? I don't know maybe a wizard outside casting a spell <laughs> so I, I feel I think I agree that it would be more in, a, in an entertainment realm but it would have like a magical twist you know yeah um, maybe he would show up to like you know local events and stuff I think so and like but what see he was he was disgruntled about the fact that they were you know, taking his position away from him as the wizard of Christchurch. Mm. But a part of me has got to ask, well, come on, what, what were you doing? What did you, what were your services given? Well, I guess we'll never know. <laughs> I suppose not. <laughs> Unless we, like, find out yeah. what his jobs were. Did it, you have a list of what his jobs were? He didn't were? specify, but I think he was more like a... You know, you have characters. Mm. In, he was um, hired to turn up at... Yeah, he'd just rock up. It's like, oh, it's the Wizard of Christchurch. There he is. 
<laughs> we had a Trump. Yes, we did, didn't we? We had a Trump, yeah. Famous Trump. It was um, quite sad, actually. I suppose so. Yeah, he used to live on the uh, the Ring Road, mm. and he was just called the Trump. And they offered him housing, but he didn't want it, so he lived in a tent on the Ring Road. And he had he could have been a wizard. Well, there he was always speculation beard. that he had like an underground lair, didn't? Like what? He, I never heard that. Yeah, so he had a tent, right? Yeah. It was quite a large tent, wasn't it? Yeah. And it's like dark, like drab green colour. I saw him picking up leaves sometimes. Did you? Mm. Probably through spells. Um, <laughs> yeah, there, there was always speculation that beneath the tent he had just like a mansion. Mm, I heard he didn't. I suspect I it, he didn't. <laughs> I heard when when he um, when he died, they they had to get like a what do you call it, like a skip, and there was a lot of rubbish in there. Yeah, I imagine so. In his in his tent. Yeah, kind of sad, but you know. Well, he, he, he made a name for himself. He was from Poland. He was? Yeah. And he lived quite happily, I imagine, for many years. Well, yeah, he could have had a flat, but he didn't want one. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. It's because he was a wizard, actually, that's why he was. It would have given his identity away. He put himself in a very awkward place, though, because either side of this ring road was, like, was three c- lanes of traffic either side. It was endless cars. Yeah, but so no one could really stop and say hello. Well, he probably couldn't even cross the road, could he? He was like marooned on an island. I never saw him in the town. No me. I never see. I never saw him leave. I, I saw him about area. like out of the tent a few times. Well, anyway, there we go. There that we was go. our wizard. Yep. Um, I think on that note, we better bring the podcast to an end, there, Jolie. Oakley pokely. Oakley schmokely. We just had a little chat today, didn't we? Yeah, just a little chinwag. Looking crazy. Little few little tidbits here and there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank you once again for joining us for this week's episode. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Our Weird Life Pod. Become part of the Our Commune Twitter. Um, and yeah, Jaddy, do you have any marvelous revelations this week? I don't know how this started. Actually, that I—it was just me that did the revelations, revelationary, revolutionary statements. It became like. Um, I don't know, I always saw it as like Jerry Springer's like thought of the week. But the you end should of the have one too, because you're very wise and you oh, no, have not. you have great advice. Well, and I think you should do one too. So why don't if you if you introduce the episode you should do the wisdom at the end. So then they get one each week. You mean whoever introduced the episode yeah. does the re- revelatory statement? But yeah. They had a whole year of my revolutionary revelationary statements. Well I think they were very good. Well, I probably repeated myself a few times. You put me on the spot here. Um, well, okay. now you well, know how <laughs> I feel, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, Come on, Jack. Jack's first ever revolutionary, revelationary statement. All right. Okay, so as you heard, this week we tried pottery. So this week, go out and try something that you've always wanted to do, even if it's something that makes you a little bit scared. That's great advice. Yeah. Or at least book it in. Yeah. You know, call up. Pencil it in. If you're listening to this. Book it up. You, there's no doubt that you've seen some kind of class or lesson mm. or, you know, instructional thing that you've always wanted to do. Well, I've always wanted to go horseback riding. Yeah, or, exactly. You know, I've always wanted to try falconry. I've always wanted to try... Archery. Bird watching. I've always wanted to go... Photography. Like, uh, I don't know, 
Skiing. You want to drive like a Ferrari around the racetrack, go and book it this week. Yeah. Now's your opportunity. You run out of time. giving you permission. There you go. Oh, you're much more forceful than my... my uh... Am I too aggressive? No, it's nice. <laughs> I'm too flaily. <laughs> <laughs> like an octopus. <laughs> like an octopus. Hey, that's not an insult. No, that's quite a compliment, actually. Right, that's us. Anywho. You were you. <laughs> we'll see you next week with a brand new episode. <laughs> Fairly well. Bye. Goodbye.